This is Fans on the Run, a podcast made by, for, and about Beatles fans. And now, here's your host, Ethan Alexander. Hello, 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 hello. Welcome back to Fans on the Run, the world's only Beatles podcast. Don't fact check me on that. Don't fact check me on that. So, when when this goes up, it'll be January, and, you know, I feel like January gets a lot of hate as a month. People say, oh, it's just so depressing. I, I actually don't mind January. I hate February, because that's when I find it really depressing, and the snow just gets obnoxious. Because in January, the snow is at least still kind of like the how the snow was in December, like all fresh and crisp and all that stuff. But then February, it just gets kind of slush, and yeah, that's when I really get depressed. But again, actually, I think that may be the best introduction I've ever given to a show, working in the depression, like, right off the bat. So, (laughs) we're off to a strong start. But anyways, like I always have for you guys, I have a great guest for you today. He's a Beatle fan. He has followings on Instagram and YouTube's vinyl community, and he has one of the most impressive collections of Beatles records I've ever seen. He goes by Beatle Vinyl 85, but right now he is Marvin G. Marvin, welcome to Fans on the Run. Thank you, Ethan. Thank you very much for having me. So how how are you doing today? I'm doing fine. Um, I'm hanging in there, uh, but I'm, uh, I'm just hanging in there for the most part. I'm doing great. So I, I want to ask you to start, since we're we're both record collectors. Um, mm-hmm. How has your record collecting experience been during this uh, pandemic? Well, it's been different during this pandemic. Um, I, I've I, I've uh, uh, done a lot of ordering online, uh, like I I usually do, but I've done more ordering online than than uh, uh, before the pandemic. <laughs> and uh, I, I made very little trips to, to the store. The the record store I usually go to in my area um, is is o- only open for appointments. Um, so uh, you know, I, I had I had had the chance to make an appointment at the record store, but I, I just couldn't decide on the date or time. You know, like like uh, you know, with with this interview here, <laughs> but I'm. Uh, uh, but you know, ho- hopefully at some point I'll I'll uh, figure out a, a date or time. But but I'm uh, yeah, it's it's been it's been different. I, I go to record stores that are open, but um, as usual, I have I have to maintain social distance, wear a mask, and mm-hmm. I, I I have a sanitizer. You know, whenever I go through records, I have to I have to sanitize my hands after the trip. <laughs> because of how dirty most of them are but well that's but, um, what i do i have this like spray bottle of sanitizer and uh-huh. um you know as soon as i walk into the store spray my hands like as soon as i like am done with digging through one section i spray it and then go to the other but actually yes. ever since the the record store is mostly in toronto reopened back in like june uh-huh um it's been pretty much back to normal because like i think uh i don't know if you'd agree with this but i find record uh buying or record stores a very anti-social activity sometimes that's maybe why i'm not fun to go record shopping with because i'm just like hyper focused on the records like 
don't talk. I'm trying to figure out what pressing of Beatles 6 this is just by looking at the top three inches. <laughs> well, I'm, 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 uh, I'm a little bit like, like that, uh, socially, but, but, um, uh, some, I made some re- real good friends at the record store. Um, like, um, uh, uh, one of my friends who's who's no longer with us. Uh, I, I was I'm, I was I was born and raised in Toledo, Ohio. Uh, there's a record store there called uh, Culture Clash Records. I've and, heard uh, of Culture owner, Clash. Yeah, the yes, great record store. The owner of that store uh, named Pat. Uh, uh, I've been uh, friends with him ever since I've been going to the record store. The the year that I started buy, buying vinyl records, which was back in 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, all my life, I've been a vinyl person, even though I grew up with CDs and cassettes, but I didn't really buy vinyl records until that particular year. And that's also when the Beatles were masters, mm-hmm. uh, were, uh, came out the 2009 ones. And, and, uh, um, I've been buying a lot from Pat, uh, whenever he has stuff for me that, that, uh, he wants me to check out and see if I'm interested, he would put it on, on, uh, on the counter i uh, check it out and say okay i'll take this or thank you i'm i, I think i'll pass on this and then as, as time time went by uh, uh we we've been friends mm-hmm. and I'm, you know we've been friends i was still buying from him he, even when i was uh no longer living in ohio i live somewhere down south the, yeah. the southeast portion of the united states but i'm uh but i'm uh yeah i've been Still, you know, I, when I go up there to visit family, I always drop by Culture Clash, and and when, when, whenever he's there, I I uh, want to buy stuff from him, and also talk to him, telling him that you know how how's everything, and and then he asks how how's everything with me, and uh, and and uh, you know we, we we keep in touch, and and even on Facebook we we keep in touch, and and one of the last things I ever bought from him before he passed he passed back in 2016 mm-hmm. uh the that, that was a horrific year we we lost all these great people yeah yeah but um uh, uh he had a, he had a sudden heart attack uh in 2016 one of the last things i bought from him before he died that year was uh the fireman album uh, the first fireman album that, really? that paul mccartney paul mccartney did with youth the it's a it's a vinyl vinyl edition of the first fireman album uh, which which has been out of print for yeah. I, I don't know how long uh, but i'm uh uh pat was one of my great friends and whenever i go to to the culture clash store when i visit ohio i i i'm just i i i'm just like it's it's hard for me to imagine him not being there yeah because uh, yeah, you know i when i go into the store i always expect him to be there mm-hmm yeah, yeah. So um, you just kind of yeah. mentally associate culture clash with your friend. Yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. And he and uh, he he has a there's a new owner at the store, and and we're great friends as well. And there's there's a store here in my area where where I make friends with the record store owner too. You know, I I talk with him a lot, <laughs> but um, I see where you're going with you know going to record stores and not not wanting to. You know, you just want to look through the records and then uh, verify the pressing for yourself. Yeah. Well, I th- I think I should be more social because then maybe I might make more friends with like owners or staff. Yes. But again, it- I'm also a young collector, so my experiences mm-hmm. with some record store staff have not been always p- 
perfect. Yeah, and 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 I I've, I've been through that. I've been through that myself. Um, I, I've been through that where where you know some stores I go in and uh, if I don't know the person, you know I you know I'm I'm kind of in the position where I. I, I just want to look through the records and don't don't want to don't want anyone talking to me while going through the records. I mean, I'm OK yeah. with them talking to me. It's just, you know, uh, just a simple, hey, sir, can I help you? And I'm like, I'm just looking. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. and, and then just just look through the records. But, you know, I, I like to get to know the record store owners. You know, I don't necessarily just want to, you know, you know, put them, you know, just just. Say that I'm 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 all good, thank you, and stuff like that. Oh, now that we're on the subject of record stores, I I had some questions written, but I'm I think I'm going to go out of order because okay. this will be kind of a better segue. Uh, what uh-huh. is, in your opinion, the best find you have ever found at a record store? Like one that still sticks out in your mind? Could be Beatles, could be something else. Like something oh. that was just kind of like, I can't believe I'm seeing this. Oh uh, yeah, one. This one just came in mind. Um, back in late 2016 uh, or 2017, whatever it is, um, I've already been buying multiple copies of this particular album, which was released on VJ back in 1964. Introducing um, the Beatles? Uh, not well, close, close. Uh, it was the Beatles versus the Four Seasons. Oh, oh, I see where you're going with this. Yes. Yes, and and at the time I I was already collecting like so many different variations of introducing the Beatles and Coop, but ma- mainly version two. Mm-hmm. The, and I I also bought some of the stero- the cup two of, two to three of the stereo copies. Actually, just to um, clarify but, for the for the folks at home who may not know, what is the difference between version one and version two of version uh, one? Yeah, version one of introducing the Beatles has "Love Me Do" and "P.S. I Love You." In place of please please me and ask me why. Well, ask me why and side one and 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 please please me open side two, of version two. Uh, that was done because of contract uh, contractual obligations with VJ from from what I remember. But I'm uh, uh, one of the local stores in my area here, uh, which is no longer open. Um, at the time they were open, uh, I, I went in in the afternoon. And just just to look around, yeah. You know, just just to look, look through records, and then I went through the B section, and I saw the the top font of the Beatles versus the Four Seasons album that I recognized. Mm-hmm. I picked it up. I thought it was going to be in terrible shape, um, but I looked at the price sticker, and it said twenty four dollars. What? Yeah, for an authentic Beatles versus Four Seasons album. It doesn't have the poster. I didn't get the one with the poster until a couple months later, a few months later. Had to pay more money for it, but um, a few months later, I got the poster. But at that time, I was like, $26 for this album. Uh, $25, I think. But um, uh, I had to check the album. I had to check the gatefold, check the inside of the album, which is the gatefold. I had to look through the vinyl records. Make sure everything's okay before I I take it to the counter, and uh, everything was okay. I went ahead and, and bought it for twenty six dollars. I th- I think that may be the reason why I I don't have it as have as many uh, 
early American like VJ Swan Tully whatever. Uh, yeah, no, that's be- that that's yeah. really that's really because I'm sorry. Oh, that's really because there are too many fakes. Exactly. There, there, are, too, there are too many fakes of that particular album made, and like some of the fakes are like so close to the originals that yes. I I don't want to end up paying like more than I should for something and then find out like. Oh, it's a fake man. Like, I know some of the things, like, okay, if you see George's shadow, then you know it's legit. But there are so many, like, counterfeit versions that do have George's shadow. And then you have to start looking at the back and see, well, there's a little bit of ink missing in that letter. And the it's... letter E. The letter E in uh, A Taste of Honey. Exactly. And especially with the 45s. That that just is always frustrating when I go to like a yes. record store in the U.S. and like yes. they have a huge section of Beatle 45s and it's like oh I think I actually might finally pick up like some of the VJ stuff and then there are like twenty different versions of like uh, please please me from me to you and they all look different. Yes, I I, I see. Yeah, yeah. Some of them will have the oval VJ and some of them will have the bracket VJ. On, yeah. on the label yeah it's see that's what i like about being canadian there are not that <laughs> many fake canadian beetle records <laughs> it, yeah, it, know, it's right? not like you have to check the back of like long tall sally and see okay does the recorded in canada line up with the track listing and yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah i get where you're going there <laughs> So now I'll I'll go back to the beginning. Um, yes. How did you first discover the Beatles? Yeah, very beginning. Very. I beginning. discovered a beat. I discovered the Beatles through both of my parents. Uh, my my parents uh, uh, both happy, both both still alive and well, and and they're hanging in there too uh, while we're under this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, uh, both of my parents. Have been Beatle fans since 1964, so they're first generation Beatle fans. Yeah, um, they basically played their music. Uh, uh, I remember, I remember, remember them. Uh, we we used to go to like a cottage or something uh, right by the lake in Ohio. Yeah, and and my my mom would would take me over. I think it was just me and her uh, going to the cottage to do you know for mom to do some housework there, and she. She would put on uh, the Twenty Greatest Hits album on the collect on on you know, the cassette of okay. Twenty Greatest Hits in the cassette player, and and we would also we would also play it in the car while we're traveling the Twenty Greatest Hits album, which is which is basically the it's it, it's an equivalent of the one album except yeah. it's the the Twenty U.S. number one hits, while the one album just has both the U.K. and the U.S. number one hits, and the one album and, actually has the full version of Hey Jude. Yes, yes, uh, yeah. That cassette, the cassette copy has the five-minute version of Hey Jude. It was trimmed down by a couple minutes. Okay, and and that was really where my my love of the Beatles started. I've all I've been so I've basically been a Beatles fan all my life through my parents. Uh, but it wasn't until the anthology that I I learned more about the Beatles and that I I became a a hardcore fan. You know, I I became. Yeah. an expert on them well not not a perfect expert but yeah. you know i i know a lot uh, about them because of the anthology series mm-hmm. and i know understand 
I understand before that there was a com- the complete Beatles documentary, yeah, which, which was a. Uh, Sometime in the 80s, I believe. It was like 80, um, that, 82 or 83. 82. I, it was 82. It was eight, yeah, about 82. And, and, uh, but, but um, uh, it was really the anthology that made me a hardcore fan. But uh, I, I've been listening to them all my life. And I've also been listening to the solo stuff. Um, so do you have any like distinct memories from the time of anthology? Like, do you remember watching it on TV? Yes, I I watched I watched it on ABC. The I watched the the first the 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 first uh, anthology TV showing, and on, on the first day I believe it was three days. Um, I, I watched all three days. But what what really, uh, you know that there's there was a lot of moments. There there's so many moments I remember from from uh, watching the anthology TV series. But the moment that that strikes me the the most was the showing of the free as a bird music video at the end of the the show <laughs> that, that 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 was a that was really one i i have to mention I, there, there's so much that i love there are so many moments like like I, I i could talk about these moments for about 10 minutes or so but yeah. <laughs> but um uh, you know i i really wanted to mention the memories of of uh how I reacted when I I saw "Free as a Bird" in real love for the first time. How do, how do you then, think you know, those uh, two songs hold up now? Now that it isn't like the excitement of like two new Beatles songs. Well, hard for me to distinguish that from the the main catalog. But the only thing I can say is that you know that they are they are the. Even though the the three Beatles recorded, they are the Beatles tracks because uh, you know all four of them are on there, but not not in at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you because know, of of course they have to use the John Lennon demos for those two songs. But but um, uh, well, you know, I will say that that I enjoy both of the songs, but they're not among my top favorite Beatles songs. But that. I, I do. I, I can still listen to them and enjoy them and remember the time when, when I, when when those songs came out, when when both of those songs came out, uh, uh, back 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 yeah. in mid nineties. Well, I think they're both fantastic. Still, however, yes, they are. I I think "Free as a Bird" doesn't hold up as well as "Real Love." I you know I. It's hard for me to pick which one I I like the most, but but I'm uh, you know I could I could say real love, but but at times you know at times if I want to you know go in like the slower you know the the slower tempo kind of music, uh, it would be free as a bird. Oh yeah, and plus you can't beat like the slide guitar on free as a bird. Oh, it's, it's, it's just classic George. Yeah, cla- absolutely, absolutely. And and George George is all over on on the song Real Love too. Oh yeah, yeah, you because know, because uh, George did the guitar echoing thing that that uh, the others kept denying him <laughs> to, to do back then, especially Paul. Yeah, because Paul one you know he George wanted to do the guitar echoing on Hey Jude, but, but Paul refused it. <laughs> and so I, I thirty think, late, thirty years later, he got his wish. Yes. <laughs> Yes, uh, yeah, because uh, you know he, he wanted to do the guitar echoing, and and uh, 
I, it, it, it wouldn't have worked, to be honest. Yeah. Hey, Jude. Yeah, like that. that. Yeah, like like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, like that. When I heard heard the story about that, I was like, oh, I uh, it would have sounded terrible. <laughs> Some someone should do that just for fun. Just play Maybe. Hey Jude, and then just do the the guitar uh, echo bits. Yeah, that that that'd be interesting. But well, there's I, my I still, project for I, the evening. I still be like, uh, no, no, no. It wouldn't have worked. Wouldn't have worked either way. Yeah. Well, there's only one way to find out. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, you mentioned the Twenty Greatest Hits album. What was the first album that you remember like owning or buying yourself? That it was your Beatles album. Uh, uh, it was the the cassette. It was the cassette reissues of some of the UK albums. Okay. Now wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, it was. Uh, I remember it. Well, well, th- those were the ones I bought the, the the cassette copies of of some of the UK Beatles albums, like those late eighties gold. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah the, the yeah the the gold cover ones, and some of the ones I remember buying with my own money were were. Uh, were with the Beatles and Rubber So and and Beatles for Sale at the time. Uh, the the other cassettes that that well, I still have to this day. I showed them in the video. Some of the ca- some of the cassette tapes that that uh, I used to listen to. My father bought me when I was when I was very little at the time. And uh, and uh, some of the cassettes that he bought were the U.S. albums. And I I knew nothing of the U.S. albums until my my father bought some of those cassette tapes because because uh i'm i i've been uh i was getting used to the uk albums because of the 1987 cds those are the ones that that they were playing a lot and that was after i i discovered the beatles from the 20 greatest hits album uh but i'm uh so it was like very very early 90s my dad bought the yesterday and today album on cassette (laughs) and and uh, looking at the track list, I noticed some of the songs from Rubber Soul and Revolver and uh, and Help were on there. Well, you know, there's Help and Act Naturally. Yeah. Uh, but but um, uh, the three Revolver songs are the the John songs that were released on Yesterday and Today before they they even came out in in England. It went when Revolver was released in August in England you know, of of '66. Do you do you have? Yeah, a- but I, I did. I didn't know that that album predated Revolver because I I just looked at the compilation. I was like, okay, some of these are on Rubber Soul Revolver and Help, and some of the and and there's a single uh, We Can Work It Out in Day Tripper on that. Yeah, and then uh, and then later on you got the second album, and I I fell in love with that album, and I, I fell in love with the second album, uh, you know, because it, it's just. You know, all rock and roll on it, even though there's only one song sung by Paul on it, which is Long Tall Sally. Uh, I just, um, I love the second album for like it's it's such a rocker. But my favorite part is the title because I can't imagine how much of a fuck you that would have been to VJ. Yes, (laughs) it's like okay, oh, there's a Beatles album. Wait, what? The Beatles second album? There's been like four Beatles albums by now. 
Yeah, yeah, because uh, there was Meet the Beatles, and introducing the Beatles was released around the same time as, yeah. as Meet the Beatles. Yeah, so yeah, 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 ab- absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but but the Beatles were not involved with yeah. with uh, putting that album together. It was the Capitol people. Yeah, well, I think that may have been the earliest ver- or the earliest instance of revisionism in Beatles history. Yes. Absolutely, yeah. I'm- absolutely that's that's well said there yeah which revisionism is something we've come to know and love from the fab four to an extent yes, yes. And, and and the one who does a lot of it is is paul recently you know paul's been doing a lot of revisionists yeah when when, when he's interviewed it's like he he has the same stories that he tells in interviews that he's been telling yes. for like the past 30 years but i feel like as he keeps telling them uh, they just change ever so slightly more and more. Yes. Yes. True. Very true. It's less more like what happened and more what Paul wanted to happen. Yes. I, I agree with you there on, on that. But some some of those stories uh, didn't change much. I mean, when he talks about writing yesterday and Hey Jude, the, the same stories that I have to hear, it there's, there's no... The, well, well, with yesterday, uh, I, I remember him uh, mentioning. I remember him talking that that uh, you know he went to the others to see if they know if if they know that Paul plagiarized the melody for, yeah. for yesterday, but it's all original, one hundred percent original. Um, I think the best example of like the whole concept is do you remember a couple months ago when there was that like bbc2 thing with sean lennon and paul yes and paul was telling that story or sean asked him about the story of like getting on the bus to go to this guy in liverpool who knew b7 like the court yes and paul said you know i've told that story so many times over the years i'm not even sure if it happened anymore (laughs) yeah i yeah i I did remember hearing that (laughs) Yeah, I, I did, did remember hearing that because I, I listened to all the interviews, uh, BBC Two interviews that Sean did. Yeah, but, but yeah, I, I did remember that as as well because, yeah, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Oh no, I just want to say apologies to any of my actual uh, Liverpudlian listeners for uh, subjecting you to my Paul voice again. Yeah, I was, I, I was like, uh, in, interesting. <laughs> yeah, but maybe, maybe, uh, maybe someone will refresh him on that. I don't know. So, I want to talk. You, you've always been a Beatles fan. How did you um, go from like fan to you know super fan, and especially when did you become like a collector? I became. I I became a collector. Uh, yeah, I well, you know, early on, I I just loved the music of the Beatles. Uh, but uh, as I as I went through my father's record collection, because he's he's all he also collects Beatles records, but not not as crazy as, as as I am. You know, you know, paying crazy money for a lot of these rare records. He just he goes to the store to to see whatever you know whatever he buys and he's interested. He picks it up. Yeah. Uh, but um, I noticed different different uh, pressings of the Beatles albums. Uh, well, you know, there's the UK ones I'm used to, but there's also the Japanese ones. 
<laughs> some of the Japanese UK albums and the Japanese US, excuse me, US albums and, and some German albums as well. Do you remember what and, the uh, first like import you saw was that made you go like, huh, these are different? I believe it was the Beatles Beat album. Oh, the uh, German. The, the Beatles, yeah, the Beatles Beat German album, yeah, because of the cover. Funny enough, that outside of like the American and the British and the Canadian albums, that was the first import I actually ever bought too. It was the Beatles Beat. Oh, oh, uh, yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to remember the the you know when, when I started collecting. When I started collecting uh, vinyl records in, in, in 2009, uh, the week that the Beatles were masters came out, I bought a, 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 a Howland reissue pressing of uh, the Beatles in Italy album, which is not a live album in <laughs> Italy. It's, it's, a, it's a release in Italy of, of the, the studio tracks, the 12, the 12 studio tracks. I believe there's 12 on, on there. Sorry, I just uh, have that, to rant about that album now. Because that's... Yes. that's an album that has always confused me and has made me oh, yeah. like violently angry for no reason. The Beatles in <laughs> Italy. Okay, first yeah, of all, was, the, the cover was wasn't Italy. taken in it in Italy. No, it, it, it was wasn't. the Washington Coliseum, I think. Yeah, yeah, that. Yeah, it clearly looks like the Washington Coliseum of uh, the uh, the 1964 concert. Yes. And second of all, what the hell does it have to do with Italy? There's you know, it was most the most releases, like I, like according to like Discogs, were there was only a couple releases of it in Italy. Yeah. They were mostly like yeah. Dutch and Swedish and Israeli. Yes. It's like yes. why are they putting out this album? Yeah, and, and I, I, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't I don't remember if uh, Japan reissued it for their EAS. I think series. they did. I'll have, have to look that up. But um, uh, yeah, the title is totally mis misleading on that, um, you know, because uh, it was released. I, I I think I think it well well it was released in Italy, but there was also an Israeli pressing uh, which I have in my collection. But it has that, that's the, the one with the, the back cover on the front. Yes, the champagne cover. Yeah. Uh, but that, it is an authentic pressing, but it's it is kind of it's not it's not in. In in uh, mint condition or anything, I, I found that for a good price, and it's basically a filler copy. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, that one was released in Israel at all, and um, that one was released in Israel too. Uh, excuse me. Yeah, that 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 particular album. And, yeah, so it's it's released in other places other than just Italy. Well, now you've got me thinking. Now I have to check Discogs. <laughs> yes, I'm I'm I'm. I haven't checked Discogs for that album in, in okay. quite some time. That, you know, since, since I bought the that the Israel is Israel copy of it. And I also have the original Italian pressing of, of that album, but it's actually a second variation because I remember the first one has a red parlophone label. I, I have the black parlophone one. I, I don't have a first Italian pressing. I think mine's from like mid or sometime in the 70s because it's it's the you know blue watery parlophone label oh 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 i'm uh, trying to make out what 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 pressing 
what what pressing that is. Uh, you said uh, the blue watery part of the label. If I'm going off my memory, it looks like water droplets on the label or something. I'll, I'll pull it up and see if I can describe it a bit better because this could I, I just think, be. A... I think it's a. I think it's a. It, I remember seeing uh, some some reissues with the with the cloud label. Okay. You know, oh, the blue cloud. Cloud, cloud maybe a better label. description. Yes, could, that's could, that's could the one. Could be French. Yeah, could be French, but. <laughs> you know, some of the French records have that. Well, a lot of the EMI European albums in the 70s had them. It's yes. just Britain missed out. Yes. Yeah, because uh, in Great Britain, they, they use the black background. Yeah. yeah. Which is rather boring to have your label pretty much unchanged for like yes. 17 years. Yes. Yes, uh, uh, you know, capital here in the here, you know, capital here in North America went through the label changes, as you know. Oh, but, they you know, went through the, them like with, crazy. Yes, yeah, but, yeah, crazy. There's like so, so many, so many variations they created. But when I collect the U.S. albums, I, I always get the first pressing, the you know, the label that they were originally yeah. released on. The the nice uh, rainbow band label. Yeah. Yeah, everything before Magical Mystery Tour, I I make sure that the Rainbow label is on there, and, and I I make sure it's the first variation. Now for the White album and everything after, it, it will be Apple. Yeah. Do, do you know what's something I've actually been uh, collecting as of late or trying to? Uh, yes. The the green Capital label from like '69. I really the like. Lime- yeah. The, the lime green one if you're gonna collect the lime green capital uh, uh, if you're gonna collect the Beatles US album with the lime green capital label get the get the yesterday and today one but it's got to be the record club edition because uh, that particular pressing has all the songs in true stereo uh, the I believe the the three revolver tracks the three revolver tracks on on yesterday and today uh, the stereo copies have previously have them in, in fake stereo, but the lime green one uh, make sure it's a record club pressing because there's also a standard lime lime green one which I purchased by accident that has those three songs in fake stereo. Uh, it's it's particular it's the record club pressing with the lime green that has that has all all songs in true stereo. Well, funny enough, you actually say yesterday and today. Because that's one of the ones I I have, but I yes. it's again because I'm Canadian. It's a Canadian version. Canadian. Oh, so I I don't know if it is also you know in true stereo or if it's in fake stereo. It's certainly not a record club version. I, yeah, that that's from what I know. I was I was just saying I was just saying that, but I'm uh that and and the other. The other one, well, you know, I'm in the U.S. Obviously, the the other one that I have because uh, I I I bought this Beatles vinyl haul for a particular record. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe it was a it was for a a stereo version, a, a genuine stereo version of the songs, pictures, and stories of the fabulous Beatles, which is introduced in the Beatles album. Yeah, uh, one of the rec one of the lime green records was uh, the Help soundtrack. 
Okay. Uh, so that that's another that's another one I I have that's on the lime green capital label. Uh, of course, us Canadians have the benefit. We also got the. I, I think you Americans got a few of them, but we got the whole uh, the whole set, the the red Target label. Yeah, I had the red Capital label in mine. I was I was about to men- <laughs> about to mention that uh, you know, the the uh, you, you Canadians have uh, the the Canadian uh, red Capital red Target label uh, uh, pressings. While there's very limited of of them here in the U.S. because uh, they they wanted to switch to, to the apple you know they had that design yeah. ready but they wanted to put it on the apple label because we we never switched over to the apple we we went right to the uh after using the red one for i think like a year or two we just switched over to the orange label the, the orange label like and then a the good two capital. or three years before like the, 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 the american one. ones switched to the orange yes Yes, absolutely. I, I like getting some of the Canadian albums with with the Capital Purple label because uh, you know that, that's aside from my aside from the Capital Rainbow label, uh, I I like the Purple Capital one. I I, I, I always like the design of that. And yeah, but I don't know about you, but that's just me personally. I I like them, and with some of the the Purple label Canadian ones, there's there's some interesting stuff. Uh, especially, I I don't know if there's something special about. I think there's something special about Meet the Beatles, but I know uh, with the yes. Beatlemania with the Beatles has like a wide stereo and a narrow stereo or stereo mix. But yes, you have to look at the dead wax, and I get confused. Yes, yes. Uh, that yes. Uh, referring uh, regarding Meet the Beatles, yes, there is a a, a, a Canadian. Uh, Canadian pressing, which is an oddity, uh, and I have that in my collection. Uh, this, uh, it was like it's like a late seventies yeah. pressing, I believe. Uh, yeah, it, it is a late seventies pressing, and it is in near mint condition. I'm happy to say. Oh, I that, think I had to buy. It. Now I remember what's suspe- That's the one. Don't with, bother me. Yeah, it's got don't the. Don't bother me, era. It's got the extra don't in there. Yes. Yes. That's the particular pressing I bought. I, I bought it for that, audit, that Don't Bother Me oddity. Now I remember what it was. <laughs> yeah, the ver- near, the very, near the end of the song, uh, it has an extra don't before the, the final chorus, but before the song fades out. Um, we're talking about collecting, and so I'll, I want to ask you some other kind of collecting questions. What was oh, the, no problem. What was the first rare Beatle album that you remember getting? Um, I, I'm going to have, I'm going to have to say, uh, I'm the, the first rare Beatles album that, that I bought, uh, when, when I started, when I, when I started, uh, collecting vinyl records, um, they would have to be the original UK pressings of the Beatles albums because, uh, that, that was, uh, those were the records I wanted, uh, <laughs> first when, when I started, uh, co- collecting re- vinyl records back then. Well, I think that's how uh, but, all of us, you know, all of us North American people, start. Yes, on yeah, our so, downward so, spiral. <laughs> yeah, some some of them I had to buy from England, but the one that cost me a f- the the first rec- first Beatles record that that cost me a fortune, uh, kind of, was a. Uh, the mono version of of the Yellow Submarine album, which is which is not a true mono, yeah, it's a stereo folded to mono, but um uh, uh the 
the UK mono first pressing of Yellow Submarine was 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 a kind of rare because uh, at the time stereo was 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 taken over and mono was on its way out in England. Um, but um, I remember reading there were, there wasn't a lot a, a lot you know that many press of a mono album and it was an eBay bid. It was an eBay bid, uh, so I, I had to put in the bid and uh, for. On, on, on eBay and and it finished at crazy money and I and I and I for it I had enough for it at the time yeah but I'm uh that that was the rare record I remember you know, the first rare Beatles record that I remember getting yeah yeah uh, way way before way before the the butcher albums and uh, the the please please me black and gold mono album and of course the BJ albums you you lucky fucker. <laughs> and I, I think I remember seeing something on on your Instagram. You have a something that I've been wanting for a long time, uh, a first German export pressing, or it was sold like to Brits stationed in Germany of "Please Please yes. Me." Yes, 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 uh, yes. That's a German export pressing. You called me a, a lucky fucker. I was I was gonna say lucky bitch too. <laughs> um, I don't do the cussing on my channel. I do a lot of it in real life, so yeah. you know don't don't think I'm offended. Yeah, I'm, well, there's I, a lot of cussing on this show. A lot of cussing on this show. Then okay, then I'll I'll drop some. I'll drop some. I I won't do it on my channel because yeah. I I know there are a lot of I know. Well, well, the thing is, I know there's a lot of young people watching. Cause I met, I met a, I met a, a an 11 year old kid at 12. I think he was 12. Uh, I met a le- a 12 year old kid at the Fest for Beatles fans in New Jersey, and he he recognized me. And and I'm I'm like I'm I'm doing a great job keeping my channel fam- family friendly. So <laughs> yeah, but oh, uh, back yeah. Sorry to change topics. Oh, that's all right. Because, uh, because I I wanted to let you know you're not a <laughs> you're not offending me so you know I'm, I'm I might drop a few f bombs here and there we'll see we'll we'll see how things go but I'm uh, well, I yeah, I, back, I like the there. way you casually just kind of dropped in oh yeah before the butcher covers and before the black and gold label please please me's yeah that that was a that was the first record that that I. That was the first rare, real rare record I bought, you know. And also before, also before the Penny Lane promo forty-five with the oh. trumpet end at the end of the song. You're, you're, but I'm, you're killing me here, man. <laughs> yeah, and I got the authentic ones, but I'm. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't mean to meander. I yeah. I apologize. No, this that, is the I'm, podcast of meandering. Yes, <laughs> but I'm. Uh, yeah, yeah. Back to yeah. Back to that German export. Um, I found that for a nice price from uh, a, a guy in Canada. You know, I remember it was part of a haul, and, and there's another one, which is a German export, but in Switzerland, uh, which is Help. I I have one uh, of those. Uh, the Help one. Yeah. I, I picked oh, it up I'm... from a record store that was closing down, and for years they had these two matching uh, German export Swiss copies of Help. One was two hundred dollars, and the other was a lot less. And so I finally picked up the one that was a lot less. The a lot less. It's just a common cover because there's. I remember there's a a variation of help. Oh, a, a variation of the German export help 
which I love to have. And to be honest, I have the money to buy it, but I'd rather yeah. sit on the money. That, that's the one on where the they're on the beach, right? Yes, that one. Yes. Oh. Yes, uh, you know, the, the, from, from the ending sequence. Yeah. Well, that one, you know, the, There's when it comes to Beatles records, there's, you know, there's valuable records, there's, like, <laughs> rare, rare records, and there there is rare, 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 rare records. And that, yes. that's that rare swiss uh take take a shot every time he says rare um that swiss uh help with the scene from the end uh that's yeah the the bahamas photo yeah that is top tier rare yes yes and and the only way to get it is i I believe there are fakes out there of, of that particular press and uh and i think on on colored vinyl as well uh, but um, uh, uh, th- those are those two are rare. I don't see much of it. If I see one, I I pick it up, even though I prefer to have the original of that. Is is the rarest record in your collection the the gold label? Please please me. It's one of them. What is it's one what of is them? The rarest. Uh, you know, so so many rarest. Uh, one one of them. You know, we're, I'm going to go back to the Beatles versus the Four Seasons album. Uh, it is a st- I one of I I have the stereo authentic stereo of that album, uh, and that that one's very rare. And and another another one. This is also a VJ. Uh, this is uh, you know I I have a lot of rare records, but I can't narrow it down to one yeah. you know particular record. But another one that I like to mention, which the rarity level is high is the Beatles and Frank Ifield on stage and it's an authentic one. Uh, Which I managed cover? to get it for the portrait one. Uh. the the portrait one and and uh I bought it from a, a, a discog seller who was located in Greece. I, I had no idea why that album was in Greece. Uh but um uh, he showed me pictures of it because I wanted to see if if there's any signs that it really is an authentic copy <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and it, and it looks authentic to me. So I went ahead and bought it and it, it was like, it was like a high two digit amount. Really? It goes, Only high goes two digits. For way, yes. Yes. And it goes for way more than that. Again, I will use the phrase, you lucky fucker. <laughs> two, 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 two digit portrait cover. Oh my God. But I had to pay. I had to pay money for shipping because it was coming from Greece. That is true. Yeah, I I didn't know why the why the hell there's there's a cuss in there. I didn't know why the hell it was in Greece. So that, it was kind of weird. And then he had another copy listed later, and someone bought that. Shout out to that someone. <laughs> Shout out to that someone. Um, you know, there's no way to see who who. You know, it just shows the. The listing and 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 uh, you know the listing of another copy and and sold for how however much on Discogs. Um, and I'll ask one last collecting question before I ask some more general stuff. Uh, okay. Do you have? Is there any like one record that's kind of your holy grail that you've been looking for that's just eluded you? It's a very good question, but a very tough one. Uh, but I'm, uh, I might have to, 
I might have to go with the the stereo second state butcher album in the shrink. Oh, that's I. Oh, I. But 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 my answer will change. You know, I have so many rare records. My my answer will will change. Yeah. You know, on certain days. Yeah, but but for now, I'm gonna say the the second state stereo butcher album with with the shrink. The what I like about the the butchers is not like other rare records. There's a certain level of attainability to like mm-hmm. second state butchers because all yes. the time you hear about people in like flea markets or uh, one store that keeps coming up uh, that I or I. I hear about is like in the US half price books. I've heard yes. of more than one second state butcher being found there for like two bucks. Wow. Shout out to half price books. Send me a butcher. I you know I man I managed to get a I managed to get a um I managed to get a, sec- a second state mono butcher album at one of my low. It was it was shortly after I purchased the second state stereo butcher album on Discogs with the shrink. Mm-hmm. Um, sometime in the summer, well, after that, uh, I wasn't buying any more copies of second state butcher albums. Yeah, I was kind of taking a break from them. But in the summer, uh, after the summer after I bought the the stereo second state and the shrink. I went to my local record store on a Saturday afternoon, and and uh, uh, unfortunately this store is closed because of the pandemic. I tried going in, but um, uh, at the time when they were open, I went through the new arrivals, and and uh, I, I I saw a, a Yesterday and Today album. I checked it to see if there's any signs that it's a butcher, and there was a peeled corner on the bottom right. I lift it. And there was a butcher cover underneath it, uh, and and it was listed for four dollars. You've got to be kidding me! And I was like, "Are you kidding me? Am I being set up? Am I being set up or something?" Yeah. So I, I had I had to check it. I had to check it the to make sure that that it, it is a second state butcher album, um, and and it was. And I I checked another corner that was uh, that was peeled. And and uh, you know which is the top right corner, and and uh, I I saw the the butcher slick underneath too. So I'm like, oh, okay, I'll get this for four dollars. Well, it's like okay, well, <laughs> uh, th- there's a reason why this isn't a video podcast because the jealousy oh, okay. is palpable. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Uh, it, it's okay. I kind of wanted to do an audio anyway. Yeah. It's, it's all good. Oh, you know, no, because I don't with, want people to video. see like me drooling over these records. <laughs> I, I, I understand, understand that because you know when, when I appear on video, I like I like to look real good. Yeah, and I never look real good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all good. No, no, no biggie. Yeah. Uh, now I'll ask you what I, I like to call these the quick fire questions, even uh-huh. though the answers are never quick. Okay. What is your favorite Beatles song? Like Paul McCartney says, it's tough to have a favorite Beatles song. But if I have to pick one, probably probably a day in a life. I don't know. Pro- either a day in a life or in my life. I, I don't 
I'm I'm not sure at the at the moment of my you know because I love all the Beatles songs. Yeah, I, I I love all the Beatles songs that they release on their albums. Yes, there's Revolution Nine on the White Album, but um, you know there there's not there's not a single Beatles track that I dislike. Uh, I I love all of them, but if I have to pick one, I don't know a day in a life or in my life. Uh, maybe I am the walrus. I don't know, but I'm, I'll say a day in a life for now. That that since, is the first time I think someone has always... said I am the walrus as part of like a favorite answer thing, and you have earned my respect. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. You know, I wouldn't say number one, but I'm I'm just throwing that in. Yeah, but but I'm uh, I would I would say you know, I'm gonna go with a day in a life for now. You know, since it's been number one on people many people's list. But you know, and in my life is another one. Uh, the the songs with life in the title. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. I'm trying to think. It, it's I'm trying to think on the spot. Are there any other Beatles songs with life in the title? Got to get you into my life. Okay, but that's not okay. So my my joke I was about to make just got ruined because there are other songs with life in the title. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm also trying to think, but but uh, but got to get you in my life is another one. So you, you kind of said in your answer that there is there aren't any songs you dislike. I I kind of want to see how far that goes with this. What is your least favorite Beatles song? Least favorite Beatles song. That that's another that's another one that 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 takes me out <laughs> right there. But I'm uh. And, and the reason I never mention a least favorite, you know, I have least favorites, but uh, the it, it's just the, the the big worry is being slammed by other Beatle fans. You know, I love that song. Why, why is that your least favorite? If if you but say I'm yours, a- I'll I'll say a popular song by the Beatles that I don't like that I will get slammed for, and I'll take the don't- heat. Go ahead and go ahead and say it, and then it will leave it will leave, leave me to try to say you know say something there. Go ahead okay. and say it. I'll follow the sun. I don't like that song at all. I will change that, the station if that comes on the radio. <laughs> that that one I'm that one I might have to disagree, but but the song the song this one it's not written by the Beatles. But the song that comes later, the, the the next song after "I'll Fall the Sun," which is "Mr. Moonlight." Oh no! Oh no! I love the I love John's vocal on that cover, <laughs> but it's it's one it's actually one of my very least favorite Beatles tracks. But that's one I I don't dislike. But the but the I like the anthology. I like the outtake that was used on the anthology better, to be honest. There, there's a running gag on this show. I'm not even going to try it because I, I know it's hard for you to pick a least favorite. Where I, mm. I get really defensive over the song Mr. Moonlight because, like, my first few guests all in succession said Mr. Moonlight was their least favorite. So I've, I've tried to become the Mr. Moonlight defender. Yeah, there's a. There, there's a, there's another one I rem- I, I know who, who really likes the song because uh, it, it's one of it's one of the Beatle girls in the community. I remember her saying that she loves Mister Moonlight. Well, it, it's just so cheesy. I love it. You know, I I I understand. You know, I, 
I kind of, I kind of like the weird guitar solo when, you know, in, in the, the outtake that was used in anthology one. <laughs> and, and another one, another one, which is on what, it, what I, I often consider my favorite, my favorite Beatles album. Don't say what, don't say what it is yet. Cause that, that's the okay. next question. Oh, okay. Actually, I'll ask you now. What is your favorite Beatles album? It is the white. It's either Revolver or the White Album, but I I would often pick the White Album. Okay. okay. Again, running joke on this show. Your answer is half correct. There is a correct answer when it comes to oh. a favorite Beatles album. Yeah, my I'll I'll just go on default and say the White Album. I, I forgive you. <laughs> no, it's but you know, like like us like I said like, like I said I I you know you know some sometime you know if if you ask me at another time my favorite Beatles album it it, it could change to to Revolver mm-hmm. you know for many years Re- Revolver has been my favorite Revolver is my favorite yes <laughs> so yes but um uh, there, there is a song on the White Album. You know the the white album has a has a great variety on it. Mm-hmm. The song, there's a song on there. That is one is way to put on, it. There's also a song on the white album. I don't skip over this song, but this is a song that I don't enjoy as much as the other Beatles songs. It's Honey Pie, and and Wild Honey Pie too. <laughs> Wild Honey Pie is a bit of a cop out answer, but you know what? Yes. I I agree. I. I think I'll probably be a little bit more harsh about the song than you might. I uh-huh. really dislike the song Honey Pie. When people talk yeah, about it's... like Paul's like granny songs, that's what comes to mind. That yeah, absolutely. You know, you know people people pick on, you know, people mention things like When I'm 64 and uh and Maxwell Silver Hammer. As as Paul's granny music, even though that song's about a serial killer, I know musically it's kind. Musically, it's it, it it's you know more granny style. To you me, know, it then, can't be granny if it has lyrics. a Moog synthesizer and it's nineteen sixty nine. That's just innovation. No. Yes, uh, I agree with you there. I, I agree with you that the you know the yeah the the Moog, the Moog there in the in the Moog synthesizer in the first half of the song. But um, uh, yeah. Whenever this song, I listen to the Beatles channel. Not not all the time, but usually when I, I usually put on Chris Carter. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I would listen to more of the Beatles channel after Chris wraps up his show. Whenever Honey Pie comes on, I let it play. But the thing, my feeling of Honey Pie is I I don't enjoy it as much as the other Beatles songs. Yeah, so you know, I'm I might cite that one, but also a least favorite would 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 vary. You know, it, everything varies. You know, with, with the Beatles, to be fair, because well, it's just tough to pick one thing. You mentioned the Beatles channel when when Honey Pie comes on, it, it that's my signal to switch over to like Underground Garage or something. <laughs> <laughs> Go listen to Chris and, Carter's and other show, British Invasion. Yes, yeah. Oh, I, he he's someone Chris if you're listening hit me up he's someone I'd I'd love to have on the show yeah I I'm I, I hope you get Chris I'll be listening if, if you know you got all these 
giant beetle people, you know, you know, you know, the big, bigger experts. I'm sure someday you'll get Chris, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. And uh, so, if your favorite Beatles and album, by, by the oh. way, oh, by the way, uh, uh, my 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 parents celebrated their anniversary this summer, and my my father emailed a playlist for Chris Carter. Really? Uh, to, you know, to, and uh, Chris Carter played the songs for my parents. Really? On on yes. Beatles Channel? On yeah, on Breakfast with the Beatles. I can't remember all of the songs, but. One of them is I Will. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, that that's actually really sweet. Yes. Yes, I... And, 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 and we were... They recorded that show, too. The, the, you know, the... Yeah. The, you know, the, they re-record some of the Breakfast with the Beatles show, like that particular show and when Paul called in, mm-hmm. you know, Paul McCartney called in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I'm... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember the other songs uh, that my 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 father requested, but I will is one of them when I remember. Um, so you mentioned your favorite Beatles album. What is your least favorite Beatles album? Well, I'm gonna have to say Yellow Submarine, mainly because you know it's it's uh, half Beatles music. Four of them were previous un- previously unreleased, and uh, you have the George Martin Orchestra on side two, and it it's really because it's not a proper album and that's another one i don't i don't i don't dislike mm-hmm. you know that 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 one i'll put it on listen through it even listen through the 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 george martin orchestra score that's in the that's in the movie it's just i i don't enjoy as much as the other albums to me like it would be so easy to have yellow submarine be my least favorite but yes. like two of my favorite Beatles songs like it, that are in my top five favorite Beatles songs are on that album. It's, you know, only a Northern song and uh, it's all too much. That Both George, both George's. Both George songs recorded for Sgt. Pepper that were both rejected for Sgt. Pepper. Only a Northern song was recorded for Sgt. Pepper. Uh, it's, all, it's all too much. Oh, I that's think right. it was... Uh, I think was done after they completed Sgt. Pepper. You are right there. I I stand corrected. Yes, it, that, it was recorded was one of the quite, yeah. like just after the album came out. I'll I'll have to check the after the Mark Lewis and after book. they came. Yeah, I'll, I'm re, I'm gonna check that as, as I'm gonna check that as well. But I remember it was after Sgt. Pepper that they did. It's all too much. I think you're right there. You know, and there, you know, there's an eight-minute version of of that song, uh, which is on bootlegs, and also Chris plays it. Well, I I love the the eight-minute version. <laughs> I like to see a twelve-inch single of 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 that. Twelve-inch <laughs> Tw- single on 12 of uh, eight-minute version of, of, of it's, it's all too much and Carnival of Light yes. on the B side. Carnival of Light. Well, I. I, I doubt it, but we'll, that that would be interesting. Oh, it, it'll get released someday. <laughs> it's going to have to, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sure of it. Oh, indeed, because they're running out of things to put out. Yeah, so you, know, you got got these got these uh, 50th anniversary reissues go, going on. Well, you know, Let It Be is going to be next. <laughs> so we think. Yes. And last question. What uh-huh. what do the Beatles mean to you? What the Beatles mean to me 
um, there's so much I can say uh, about what the Beatles mean to me. Um, one of them is uh, they're brilliant. They're brilliant people. You know, not not just uh, singer songwriters and musicians. They're brilliant people in general. All four of them. <laughs> um, I, I don't I don't know if um, uh, the and, and and the the Beatles mean to me that. You know the that uh, you know they're they're really all about all about uh, you know entertaining us with their music and also with the love message to say you know you know uh, love love is a good thing mm-hmm. all you need is love there but um uh, uh, yeah that that one what what the you know the what the Beatles mean to me you know it's I could go on and on about about that you know there's there's just so much i could say um that there's just so much positive things i i can say about what they mean to me uh but i'm uh all all i say is that you know what what they mean to me is that uh uh they you know so yeah. so much it's, it's I, hard I to put say. into words sometimes yes yes absolutely about what what they what they mean to me but uh, but but I will say that their music help helps me get through life. <laughs> that, you know that when when I, I when I need uh, some entertainment, when I when I need some something to entertain me, it would be the Beatles music. <laughs> you know they they the, the music music uh, the the music connects with me. Uh, their, their singing voices connect with me. It's like they're talking to me. Uh, you know, you know, singing and talking. You know, you know, talking the words and singing it. Basically, you know, and I don't mean like talk normally like I do, but you know, they, you know, music speaks to me, and and uh, they touch so many people's lives, including you and me. Um, but I'm, uh, yeah, that I was kind of that was kind of a. That was kind of an awkward answer, but that's okay. But it's, it is it is it is positive. It, it it is a it is a a mainly positive. Uh, theme, you know what they mean to me. Uh, I don't know if I answered it properly. I oh, just there is no proper whatever. answer. I just I just answered whatever comes to mind. But that, that's the beauty. Yes. Yeah, but they 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 get me through life. They keep me happy and entertained. And even when I'm not in the mood to listen listen to them. I still collect their stuff. Yeah, you know, I, I I collect their stuff to keep my love of them going. Even like when it's like, oh, I I yeah. if I hear another Beatles song, I've just been listening to them too much, and you get sick of them. Yes. and it's like, hey, guess what? New singles box set. It's like, oh, <laughs> fine, I'll buy it. You know, well, well, preferably the 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 um the fiftieth anniversary reissues where you hear the outtakes that weren't even on the bootlegs. Preferably. Yes. Yeah. And and they're all another thing I like to bring up is that the Beatles, the, you know, the, the Beatles, their music brings people together. You know, it brings all of us together. Like and, you and, and me. We're, we're, we're in a, a great environment together. I, I don't think I could have put it better. Yes. So now yes, so that, it, it's the fun part of the show. I get to turn it over to you. Uh, where can people find you? Um, uh, links, like, like, like channel links. Yeah. 
and I'll I'll put okay. like the links in the description. But you know, okay. tell a little about your channels. Okay. All right. Um, I currently have two YouTube channels. Both are active, but I post I I post the most on this channel, which is Beetle Vinyl eighty five. Beetle Vinyl eighty five without the S after Beatles. Um, I post my Beetle finds, Beetle unboxing videos, and I also post fun videos about the Beatles as well as as concert footage, uh, particular concert footage of, of concerts I went to, <laughs> whether if it's a Paul concert or a Ringo concert. Like I just put up a stone. I went to see the Stones last year, and I decided to put the Stones concert footage on the Beetle Vinyl Eighty Five channel. But I made I saw a note the Stones last that, year too. Yes, but I put the note that, you know, I showed it for fun. You know, I posted it for fun for for uh, my fellow Beatle people who are also Stones fans. Yes. But, um, uh, you know, I also, I, and, uh, yeah, I do, I show my finds. I, I do all sorts of stuff on this channel. Um, uh, if you're not subscribed to the channel, uh, I would appreciate you subscribe to me. And, uh, and I love to see comments on videos and also the likes and the views and stuff. So uh, yeah, Beetle Vinyl eighty five, and and the other channel that I I don't post much, uh, but I plan to post post again in the future when I get get to working on artist collection videos is my vinyl two, my vinyl two all one word, and my Instagram is Beetle Vinyl, which is all one word, and my Facebook is Marvin G, uh, which is a G E E, the G as in go, E as in echo, E as in echo. I, I I recommend if you are a Beatle record nerd, go follow the Instagram, because you will hmm. you will find yourself yelling at your phone multiple times a day. It's like, <laughs> God damn it! Why does he he got that? Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> like say like a German export pressing a please please me or something like that. Yeah, I'm not projecting. Yeah, that, yeah regarding that regarding that record, it, it may be identical to the UK album. But the fact that it's a, a German press and German export one, which is different from the the Die Beatles press in yeah. with a different cover and, and better sound quality. But I'm uh, yeah, I, I know know where you're going with that. But I but that's that's one of the ones I, I love having. Now it's uh it's my least favorite part of the show because I have to say my little spiel, which I always yeah. I always find it's like a tongue twister. All right. Yes. So ready, set go if you're watching uh-huh. this on uh, youtube where a lot of you seem to watch or listen because it's an audio show um please hit that uh, subscribe button if you haven't uh, subscribed already also please hit that bell notification icon so you get notified uh, every time a new episode of fans on the run goes up which is about every friday um if you aren't listening to this on like a streaming service then i should tell you we are streaming pretty much everywhere a good podcast can be heard so google Podcasts, spotify apple podcast stitcher Podbay, podbean iHeartRadio, basically anywhere it, anywhere you can consume podcasts i am there whether you like it or not and uh we're also on social media you can find me on facebook at fans on the run pod or podcast uh twitter at fans on the run pod and then on Instagram at Fans on the Run podcast, where I po- post all the cool artwork from the show, and uh, and I also have I also have a Twitter, but I just resurrected it after after Joe Mean Mister Mail contacted me about Sean Lennon uh, uh, acknowledging his video on Twitter, 
um i believe it's beetle vinyl one or something um uh if if i see the if i get i'll give you the twitter yeah. link when i get the chance all, all the links will be in the description but anyways mark thank you for coming on the show today I, i've had a lot of fun talking about beetle records i always you're, have a lot of very, fun talking about beetle records you're very you're very welcome ethan and, and thank you thank you for asking me the to, to be interviewed for your show um, I'm sorry it took so long because uh, you know I got so much going on but uh, I'm, I'm glad I got this taken care of for you it, it's all good I'm, I'm really glad you came on to everyone else out there thank you for listening you can go home Bands on the Run is produced by Ethan Alexander additional voiceovers by Richard Phillip this has been a Showtown production